So hello everyone, uh, welcome to another episode of Money with Kalu, uh, Money Spaces where we talk about personal finance, the economy, and of course, investing, right? We do this every Saturday, 8 p.m. West African time. And it's just a way for us to meet, uh, talk about what we're doing in investing generally, right? So I usually have a guest and we talk about a specific topic, but it's really open mic. So you can actually ask any question that comes to your mind and we can try to learn together and all that. So this week I... I, I had a story in my book, right? Someone asked me last week and I said it would be good to bring an app that I use to track my sales. Uh, so I have the guest today is um, Osage from Yocha. Osage, just say hi, then I can go back and give my opening and then we can just take questions and then we can um, ask folks to, to join in. If you want to ask a question as usual, you can request to D, you can request or DM and I'll just add you. Osage, hi, say hi and then we'll take, go, go for it. Excellent. Yeah. So, Osage, um, let me just lay out the background to this and why this is pretty important to me. So, when I started to trade, when I started to buy shares or to invest, I was doing this before when I just left secondary school, even before I entered university. You know, someone gave me money, like I went home for Christmas, and some guy gave us a lot of money. You know, I had to give you money during Christmas, and I had it with me, and I watched this movie called Wall Street, right? And in that movie, I saw this guy, his name was Gordon Gecko, and he was just dressed nice. He was talking with confidence. He was just, you know, like he was all over the place. I did not understand what the guy was doing. What I knew was that he was buying and selling shares, and I wanted to do it too, you know. I wanted to get into that whole shares, buy, make money, all that kind of stuff. So I know, long story short, I mean, I've talked about it in my book, Let's Talk About Your Money, right? It's right there in the abstract. I, I remember going to First Bank to buy shares. I wanted to buy First Bank shares because I saw the, the First Bank shares was... 50 Kobo shares at 3 naira 25 Kobo. So I assumed that if you go to First Bank, I could buy it cheaper and I could sell it to my friends, maybe like 3 naira and make money off it. That's what I assumed. I, I had no clue, right? So I went and they taught me essentially how to buy shares and all. And that's how I got into that whole um, buying shares and being... Oh, sorry, you might want to mute, right? And I got into that whole idea of buying shares and essentially um, being an investor that is today. I knew nothing about investing. I knew nothing about how to pick a stock, nothing. I basically bought the first bank shares when Standard Chartered was leaving, about 325 Kobo. And I think I also bought Nestle. Now, back then, there was no internet. There were not even computers. I had to go build a computer. I paid someone to build me a computer. There was no internet. So if I wanted to find out about share price, you had to go to your stockbroker, then pick that daily price list that they published and you go through it you do a copy you take it home and then you can then up update your, your your portfolio so i would go to marina like once in two weeks get a copy of the latest uh, share price come back home and then i ha i had bought this bootlegged version of microsoft money so microsoft money allowed you to like if watch with what you have like robin hood now or or passfolio now so you can actually get that um, app and i could then update the prices so everything I learned very, very early about shares was via that dealing with Microsoft money. What I did notice was that whenever I bought the share price, it, it would give me a share historical price. But once I plug in my bonus, if I get a bonus and I say, tell the computer I've gotten a bonus, it would reduce my cost. It would reduce the average cost of what I paid for it. 
If I put in the dividend and I use the dividend to buy more shares and I tell the computer I've done that, it would reduce also my average cost. So I figured out pretty quickly that, listen, the way to make money is to just buy the share and reinvest what we now call compound your investment by just buying more. That was like a light bulb for me. So you hold the shares, then you buy, then when they pay you dividends and bonuses, you reinvest. And then that average cost that I bought, the price I paid the broker maybe a year ago is no longer the real price because every time I reinvest my bonus, it's coming down in price. Remember, I wasn't even invested then. So this was like learning for me. And it basically showed me even till today how I invest, how I look for dividends, how I look for return on investment. And that guided me, right, essentially to what I am today. So right now in the world, there are many apps that do all what I've talked about. Many apps will update automatically. Many apps will allow you to select and buy shares and all that. Why I particularly like Yocha, why I invited Osaga to come talk to us was this feature that they have, you know, this way you can actually track what you have bought on other apps and then bring it into your Yocha app and then to use it, right? So for me, I use Robinhood, I use Passfolio, I use a ton of apps and I buy US stocks, I buy Nigerian stocks, but the, you, you can't mix them all, right? On Robinhood, you can't put your Nigerian stock. On Passfolio, for instance, you might want to put all of them, but where do you put the other like fixed income that I'm buying and all? So Yocha allows me to put everything all in one place, right? I could just put the Nigerian, put the US stocks there, and I can get my average cost just in one place, which is very, very convenient and also lets me track my trade so I can know my return on investment. Osage, I mean, that's why I like it, and that's why I basically brought you in. So, Osage, let, let, me, let me just get to know you just for the, for the folks to know you. Maybe a one-sentence or so introduction to who, who you are, what is your chair all about? What issues you want to guys on the solve? Okay, thank you so much. Um, thanks everyone for listening in, and, and thank you, Carrie, for that beautiful story. It shows just how far we come invested. So my name is Osagi. I'm the creator of your mobile app, and it's an application we, we created. Basically, the, the backstory of your chair is that around 2012, I, I started investing in Nigerian stocks. At that time, there were no mobile applications for, for doing that. And the way it worked is you have a brokerage firm, you have to send an email for them to buy your stocks, and then everything had to be done through an online portal. So if you just wanted to quickly check what your portfolio was worth, you have to log in on the computer and totally convenient. And luckily for me, what I, I do these days, I write mobile applications. I have working with finance. And I realized that it was something that is a very useful tool I built for myself. So the whole idea was actually to create what Carlos was talking about to make something very simple where you can just manually enter all your shares and the price at which you bought it. And every time you go in there without logging in, it's a mobile app. So every time you get in the app, you really know what your returns are, what you gain. And then if you get dividends, you, you reinvest it or enter the amount. And how, how much stocks you buy. So this is the um, basic background of your So we started with this very feature and over time we've added a few other features, which I think in the course of this conversation we'll talk about. Excellent. Yeah, I, I like that. Like you said, just that tracking. Remember, like 
I use multiple apps. I buy on many apps. Even Yocha allows me to buy, but I like the way I can put my US and Nigerian in one place and I can track my portfolio and get my ROI in one place. I think that for me is the key for me. L let me go into the, the app. I did some screenshots, right? You outside uh, here, and I just picked what I liked. So let me, I just mentioned, maybe we can just walk us through it, right? So I like the search feature. And Obi, 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 hi, Obi, Obi just in. So Obi helps us, she's a co-host. She helps us to do the back end, like to post stuff. If you want to speak or send a DM, send it to Obi and all that. She's right there. She helps us and all that. So Obi, I just shared the search part, right? Also, the part I like about it is how you make it green and red. So visually, if I look at the search portion of the Yocha app, I can see the stocks that are doing well and it's color-coded. Deep green, meaning deep profits, and of course, red, meaning uh, deep loss. So I just look at it just visually, and I can see what's happening in the market. I like that because no one really has time nowadays. If I'm in a car, I could just take on my phone. If everything is red, wow, that's a problem, right? So is that that's a pretty cool feature on the search guide. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, so we, we, we created a heat map. Yeah, yeah. I think Obi's going to share it. I'm just going to share this app just so people can follow. I mean, what's the pronunciation? I see it here spelled at Y-O-C-H-E-A. I call it Yocha. Am I getting it right? It's correctly correct. Okay. And I'm just sharing. I mean, I, I like the heat map, especially for Nigeria. So I, I like that because, you know, visually you can also go, if you are a trader guy or you just want to see how your stocks are doing, it allows you just quickly, boom. You are there, and then you know what's going on. So I did like that part. The second part I like outside um, um, is the analyze. This is where I think the Nigerian market has to step up a lot, right? In the analyzing part, right? You, you, if I want to buy, say, Microsoft, I can know exactly what Microsoft paid for the last 20 years, their return on equity, any data, who has bought Microsoft shares, the directors that have bought, I can find out everything about Microsoft. Very, very difficult to find out about Nigerian stocks. 
But I see that you're trying to do that with the analyze section where I see you put the stocks and you'd have the one year, year to date, the one year, three month performance year to date. Very, very important, right? For folks to know that. So if I want to buy MTN, for instance, I can go back and look at what MTN has done the last year. I can look at the returns and all that. I like that. The part I like specifically is that dividend part when you can track the dividends that have paid and when the dividends are going to be paid. So if I want to buy for the dividends, I know when to get in, possibly to also get out. So that analyze part also, I also like it. If you can talk about that, I would appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, so for the analyze, so once you tap on any any of the tabs on the heat map, yeah. it takes you to a detailed screen where um, you start with basic charts. So we provided tracks for the last 10 years for all US and Nigerian stocks. Yes. And when you, you swipe your hand on the chart, you can see how the prices have gone. Yeah. And then you can zoom from 10 years down to five years, one year, or yesterday. Um, besides that, we have the performance history. This is a very quick way. Um, we've gotten a lot of feedback on that, that users like it. Yeah. It gives you, okay, over the last five years, over the last three years, what the return is there. That's where you see, for Nigerian stocks, you see very huge numbers there. Like I'm looking at Weber Bank, that was 570% for the last five years, which is quite a healthy return, right? Um, and then the dividend section, that just captures dividends paid. What we've done with the dividend yield for Nigerian stocks, just to make it a bit easy to scale, because we try to rank all the best dividend paid stocks. Uh. And, and the, the problem face is the way dividend yield would typically be recalculated. The standard way is the price, uh, the dividend divided by uh, the price, the current share price. Yeah. Now for the Nigerian stock, and we stated that just not right in the confusion. What we have there is we divide by the, the price at the time the dividend was paid. Okay. So we are getting the yield at that time. Uh, for the US stocks, it's the standard way because you don't get it crazy. 15% dividend to US stocks. Yeah. Like that. So with US stocks, we just do it the standard way whatever the dividend was divided by the current share price. But we included a wrap there just so that we can quickly see the best dividend paid stocks. Um, there's a feature where we actually have a heat map for dividends as well. Um, it's outside the scope of this conversation. But what we wanted to do, because it's something a lot of people just miss out. The yield in a lot of Nigerian stocks, right, is so high. And yeah. you can actually, like Tan said at the beginning, right, you can just by reinvesting your dividends, be getting about 8 to 10%. And if you compound that, it's, it's quite a healthy return, especially when you have the price appreciating as well. So yeah. besides dividends yield, uh, we try to product, uh, provide the financial performance. But this is where we have a challenge. We just don't have the data for. A lot of, yeah. So, yeah. so, so I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's no, no, it's fine. Sorry for it to interrupt you. I do like that it's pictorial. So, like, say, Weber Bank, if I look at Weber Bank, I see the graphs, I can see the, the, the net sales, I can do quarterly, annually. I love like that. Let me talk about dividend yield, maybe just for folks that might not be that into investing. So, when you want to compare shares with, say, bonds, and we say fixed deposit. They are all different kind of investing, yeah. So you just can't take shares and compare with, say, um, a bond or a bank deposit. But the way you do it, right, is to take the yield 
of say Zenith Bank or Wemma Bank, and you want to compare that yield with the risk-free rate in the economy. So what's the risk-free rate? The risk-free rate is the safest investment in the economy. So in Nigeria, the safest investment are the investments by the Nigerian government, which are your treasury bills if you're investing for 91 days, and of course, bonds if you're investing for more than one year. So how will this work? Let's say you want to invest for two years. Let's say you've paid your rent, you have this money, you know you're going to use it in two years, right? You want your money back in two years, no stories asked. So you want to invest that money to work for you, right? Let's just assume. And you want to compare a stock that pays a good dividend or a bond that pays a good dividend. Which, How do you compare both of them? The way to do it is to first of all, you number one, you look at the risk-free rate in the economy. That's your benchmark. So you say, okay, two years. What's the US, what's the Nigerian government's two-year return on the bonds? That's the return that you're going to get. Risk-free, no wahala. You get that rate. If that rate is 10%, that means you cannot invest or should not invest in any investment paying you less than 10. Inflation is there. Yes, you look at inflation, but you can't invest in inflation. You can only invest in assets that you can put money in, right? So you get the risk-free rate, you get that number, right? Then you now start to compare that number with, say, the dividend yield of, say, Zenit or Wemma Bank. So if Wemma Bank is paying you 7% and the risk-free rate is 10%, you then you don't do 7%, right? Because you can get 10% without risk in the federal government. That's what you, you compare, dividend yield across the board. If a bond for the government is paying you 10%, and a private bond is paying you 8%, you don't invest in a private bond because the government bond is paying you more at lower volatility or risk. So dividend yield allows you to pick a particular stock that you like. If you pick Zenith, look at that dividend yield and say, wow, if I invest, then I'm going to get this dividend yield. But remember, dividend yields are in the past. So what you're looking at is what the company has declared in the past. It means that for the coming year, they have to declare a new dividend and it's not guaranteed, right? So, but it allows you to compare like for like those separate investment classes, which is why I like that, um, the, what you've done here, um, Osage, with the um, analyze and understand part where we are looking at, you give us the numbers. So number one, I can look at the market snapshot with the heat map. That's the first chart we've showed. I think Obi has helped us with that. You can look at the market as a snapshot and say, the market is green, which means it's going up, or the market is red, which means it's going down. Those two things mean different things to different people, right? If I want to buy, I want the market to go down, I want to buy the cheaper price. If I'm in the market, oh, I want the market to keep on going up because I'm there. Then next, if I, I want to look at the fundamentals of that company, what are the sales, what are the revenues, what are the dividend yield, and I can do that with that analyze and uh, part of the UCHA app. So do you want to add anything to what I've said, Osage, before we move on? Um, no, I think you've, you've captured it all. Uh, and like you said, for dividends, what I, I do with Nigerian stocks personally is, you're right that it's, it's in the past. Yeah. Um, in a lot of cases, when you see the history, that's why we provide the history. So in UCHA, we provide the history for the last nine years of, of dividends. So you see some companies are consistent, especially like the utilities. And so that that would be one thing I look at. I look at the ones that have consistently paid 
And the thing that I see with dividend investment is that it's, it's just a bit less headache. Like, I'm not too worried about uh, fluctuations in prices if I know that they've consistently paid dividends over the last nine years. Mm. It's more likely, of course, it's not guaranteed, but yeah. it's more likely that you get that little pay and reinvesting it for me is key. You reinvest it, and that's when you start getting the effect of compounding. I mean, we can't talk enough about reinvesting your dividends. If you simply get the, the, your shares, let's say you bought MTN shares, and MTN, I mean, those, that company is crazy, right? They, we bought their shares in December, and they paid us dividends in January. I've never seen that before. But if you get those dividends, and you don't reinvest it, you haven't compounded it, you have to go and reinvest it to then get that benefit of compounding. Just keep that in mind, guys. You, if you don't reinvest, you haven't compounded. And I like the fact that with this, with this app, really, you can actually see 10 years dividend yield going back, and you can actually then say, okay, I know what they paid 10 years ago. I am going to now try to see, or I can more possibly get a, take a guess as what they will do tomorrow. And in the US, they have what they call dividend kings. These are companies that have been paying dividends for like forever and not only paying, but increasing their dividends as inflation has gone up. There are a few companies like I think Procter & Gamble, I think Coca-Cola, those companies that Warren Buffett buys, if you notice, he loves dividends. The man doesn't pay dividends though, but he loves to receive dividends. That's very, very good, a good way to track dividends. Also on that tip in Nigeria, if you want to buy dividend stocks, if you go to the Nigerian stock market, they have all those indexes. Look for the PFA index because in Nigeria, the, the, the PFAs can only buy shares in companies that pay dividends. So that index is tracking companies that the PFAs can buy shares in. And these are essentially companies that pay a dividend. So that's like a cheat sheet for you to know, okay, which companies are paying dividends and which ones uh, can I buy? So that's just your cheat sheet. I, I love dividends. They're like an insurance policy. You get income back as well, and it's all, all good for you. Okay, so outside, let's go to the one I really, really like about this app, really. And I think that's the tracker. You know, like I said, the tracker is the one I really want to talk about. What the tracker does, like, is to take what you have bought everywhere. Like I said, I have, I use almost four um, apps. I use Yocha, I use Passfolio, I use Robinhood and all that. But when I buy on these different apps, some I buy in the US, some I buy in Nigeria, I want a place I can see them all in one. So I can calculate my return on investment on my portfolio, not on the individual stocks, but on my portfolio. This is why I like this, because I can bring them in as a tracker and I can load them in. But I like what you guys have done here, just like my Microsoft money, right? I can now add bonuses. I add my bonuses at the zero price. What it then does is it automatically goes to my portfolio and introduces the average cost in my portfolio, which then allows my portfolio to post a better return on investment. So Osagi, just walk me through this and see if I've missed anything out. This one I do like and I use a lot, yeah? Um, you haven't. So just to add to what you said, with, with the tracker, uh, it allows you, the only restriction, I use restriction in quotes, is that you can't mix like Nigerian and US stocks in the same portfolio mm -hmm. because of complications with the exchange rate. So mm -hmm. the app allows you to have three in the 
track it. Mm. So if you've added a US stock to one, then you just keep adding US stock. So if it's a Nigerian stock, you keep adding Nigerian stock. And uh, the, the, the drive for us, so we only increased it to three trackers, I think two months ago or last month. And the reason for that is that we noticed that a lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of appetite now for investing in Nigeria. A lot of people would have different apps. So imagine you have uh, a Trove account, you have yeah. a Chaka account, yeah. you have Bamboo, and you, you have stocks in all those places. You can't, in, you can't track all of them in any of those apps. But with your chair, you can just manually enter it. You do it once, right? Manually yeah. enter it once. And you can have all the stocks. So you can have all your US stocks in one tracker, all your Nigerian stocks in another tracker. And then the third tracker, you can just use for speculative um, monitoring. So maybe you, you want to try things you haven't got, you can use that for the third. So um, another thing we have with the tracker is that you can cycle through the different um, different parameters. So you can check the the percentage of each stock in your portfolio. So mm. it, it gives you a holding percent for every stock you have. You can tap a button, it shows you your return on investment for each one. And then the, the feature that Tal really likes is it shows you uh, your current cost and the average uh, price that you pay for all the shares. Mm. So you might, yeah, so, so this is where you see that, okay, the average for my stock is, is quite low compared to what it is now. It's only low because I've reinvested a lot of dividends. Important so point. Yeah. yeah, very important point. And I, I, I like the way you explain it now. So I there are three envelopes. I can use one envelope for my US stock. So my Robin Hood goes into one envelope. Then all my Nigerian goes into the other envelope. So if I use I use Robin Hood, I use Passfolio. I put them in my US or my dollar tracker. So it's their dollar tracker. Then all my Nigerian guys, I use Chaka, I use Kauri, I use um, Pi and Trove. I put them in the second one and the third one I can customize. I like the way that way. So because what I used to do was to just assume an exchange rate and change the dollar one to Naira or change the Naira to dollar. But I like this way. This way I can track it via currency. And I also like the part about individual return that you've spoken about. It is very important. You know, I, there was a tweet I saw a long time ago, and it was big. It was trending, right? This lady or this person has said that they bought um, Access Bank in 2007 for, I believe the amount was 23,000 Naira or so. And then the person sold those Access Bank shares in 2022 for about the same amount, about the same 20,000 Naira. So the, 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 of course, the, the point being that there was no return, that she invested 23,000 years ago, 2007, and that she then sold the same shares in 2022 for the same 22,000. But what they didn't take, that tweet was, was substantively misleading because what they didn't take into account was that when you have held those shares, I pulled up the entire dividends that Access Bank has paid from 2007 till 2020. In some years, Access Bank was paying 8%, 9%, 10% higher than Nigerian inflation. They didn't take those dividends into account. Access Bank also paid a bonus, I believe it's one for 10 during that period. They also didn't take those into account. So if you don't take that into account, 
She is only using the historical cost to analyze that portfolio. And because it's only historical, then once you compare historical to the current price, you always be at a loss. But if you compound by reinvesting your bonuses and your dividends, you drive your average price down, which means that if you compare your average price now to the current price, your return on investment is higher. So if you're not doing the right thing, you're getting the wrong number on your portfolio. That's why apps like this and most apps that track this information for you are very important. You can't use Naira and, and, and a pen pad or just Excel sheet. You have got to change or the system has got to take into account that reinvestment of your dividends and your bonuses to adjust the average price downwards as you compound. Very, very important point. I can't say that enough how important it is. I learned this before I knew anything about investment because I bought the Microsoft Money app that did that. So I just saw it that that's what it was doing. Later on, when I understood investing, I understood that it was compounding that that app was doing, right? So Sagi, that's what you're talking about. I, I, I do like when I want to stress that we have to make sure that we are compounding correctly. Otherwise, you might say, wow, this is a loss and you go sell, Although, but that portfolio is actually making a profit. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Sagi, I, I had a guy here, he's dropped out, I think to hold on, he's dropped out, but let me just take um, Jamad. Jamad, how are you doing? You can unmute and say hi, and just let us know what you think so far about our discussion. What's going on, sir? Hey, Jamad, how are you doing? Uh, you, you want to go ahead and speak? All right, so let's just go on. So Osage, that's essentially why I, I particularly like it because without that, I'm just going back to the average costing, without tracking your average costing, your portfolio might not be giving you the correct return on investment. So guys, please make sure you have something that you're doing. If you, so I, a guy sent me a DM over the week that he does his on Excel sheet. He knew what he was doing. He would take the Excel sheet and adjust. That's perfectly fine. But if you can do it easier, do it easier. But don't use your historical cost or the price that you bought the shares. That's not your real price, especially if you are reinvesting. That's not your real price. Make sure you adjust uh, that out. So, but Osagi, just a quick one for you. In terms of regulation, right? Are you guys regulated? Do you have a SEC license? What's that relationship, just for our listeners? Yeah, so... Uh... stocks in the ocean and we have a brokerage partner kind household securities so they're the ones who basically hold your funds and they're the ones who execute the trades so your child is a profile that interacts with those systems but because we have that partnership with them we don't hold any of the funds they're the regulated party so um just to summarize the current state is that we have a partnership with Cardinal Stone Securities, which is regulated by SEC. Okay, so Cardinal Stone, of course, is one that buys, holds, custody, and all that. So that's essentially okay. That's great to hear. That's correct. Yeah. Great. So this is the other part I like apart from the uh, tracker. This connect part, the connect you guys have on the app. So connect is like uh, what and you discovered as what's up for investors, right? 
So you can go in many times. There's this concept in finance, also in statistics, that when people agree on a topic, if people agree on a topic, it tends to be the average and it tends to be, should we say, correct. If I asked 100 people how tall a tree is, the average tends to be correct. That's a concept in, in I don't know the exact term in statistics, right? Same thing in investing. If people, investing is a funny topic. If people believe that a stock is going to go up in price, they will buy that stock and the stock will go up in price, especially now. So fundamentals are always struggling to catch up with investors. An example is the guys in Wall Street bets. Those guys are buying quote-unquote rubbish. But because they are buying it, the share price has to go up. i give an example. They were buying Hertz. Hertz was a bankrupt company, but the share price was going up for a bankrupt company worth zero. But if you don't buy Hertz, you're going to lose money. And guys were buying, and guys made a lot of money, and Hertz was able to then go back into the market and get the new um, ownership. Same thing with AMC. Same thing with what's the popular one, um, the software that sells GameStop. GameStop and AMC, those two companies, when they were shorted, technically they were dead. I mean, GameStop is a company that is selling games, but in physical stores. How many people listening to my voice have gone into a physical store to buy a game. Everybody buys games online. So GameStop itself was, in a, was a dying company. But Wall Street Bets guys grabbed it, and because they were buying the shares of GameStop, the price was going up. You can argue that they have no fundamentals, but the price is going up. End of story, right? So I like forum bots. As a matter of fact, right now in Wall Street, they now track what Wall Street Bets says. They want to know the sentiment on the street with those quote-unquote kids, what are they saying? Because if you take a decision and Wall Street Bets does not like your decision, you're going to lose money. A hedge fund, Melvin Capital, this is a hedge fund, has gone out of business. And their main stake last year was they were the guys that shorted GameStop. And Wall Street Bet guys said, mm -mm, it ain't happening. And Melvin Capital has now gone out of business because they can no longer short. If you short, Wall Street bad guys come there and buy it up. So forums are very, very important for you to gauge. Remember the word is to gauge what the street sentiment is. So I like this connect thing that you guys have here, right? The connect part of it, where you can go in and see other folks and hear what people are saying. It gives you a sense of what's happening in the market. I like that a lot. Can you talk about that connect, the Yocha Lounge, in more detail uh, for us, please? Sure. Yeah. So, what triggered this? Uh, I couldn't agree more with you on what you just said. Uh, you can actually see it happening, playing out in the Nigerian market. Now, because there's so much interest now in investing in Nigerian and US stocks, what has the, the new ecosystem that has come up is that you have a lot of WhatsApp groups and Telegram groups where investors meet up. So um, again, using the big example, Stracker has a very big group with about 5,000 or so users of Telegram. Uh, Bamboo has the same. But then you have lots of WhatsApp groups. And there's so much intelligence in all of these groups, OK? Yeah. But the problem is 
these groups is that first, there's discovery is not automatic. Okay, there's no way you can find okay which WhatsApp group should I join now, except someone tells you about it and invites you. Okay, another problem is that all the intelligence captured there sometimes it could be just a tutorial, like maybe today you're telling people about investing in dividends and all of that. All that intelligence is, is tracked there, but these are platforms that were not created for financial conversations. Mm. So if you go to um, Telegram now, if you've been away for three days, you're going to come back and you're going to find like um, 20,000 messages. So much intelligence there is tracked. So what we tried to do here was, okay, why don't we build from ground up something that would give that ability to have real financial conversations? And it's easily discoverable. So if you go into your child lounge now, we have just three rooms for now, and it is built for financial conversations. So you can use your ad side to refer to stocks involved. And then instead of having to go and take the screenshot and attach it from, from the chat, you can immediately go into the dividend screen or you can immediately go into the uh, stock details page. So that's what we've tried to do here, just to have a single place where investors can meet up, have conversations, and that intelligence is not lost. So we, if we wanted to have a conversation specifically on the topic, we can create a new chat group that will be active for maybe the period of that conversation and then we'll archive it. So if you want to go back two, three months later to find out, okay, what was the conversation held about MTA in, at the end of 2021, you find it there and the intelligence is not lost. Mm -hmm. So for us, the attempt here was to create a place where investors can meet and discuss ideas, like you said, with, with uh, Wall Street Bets. Mm -hmm. and, but more than that, to have a way for all this knowledge to now have a repository where people can go back, consult it, and hopefully over time, will be a place where people can just go and, and find out things and the, the intelligence is not lost forever. Brilliant. Can you touch more about how you can use the at sign? So if I want to talk about Zenith, I can say at Zenith and it pops up. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. So if you're, if you're typing, maybe you're just, again, it's, it's structured very much like WhatsApp. But while you're having a conversation, you type, type the at sign. It will list out all the Nigerian stock symbols. Oh. If you type Z, it will bring out the ones with Z. And then when you eventually select the one you're interested in, it's a hyperlink within the text. So if someone is scrolling oh, back gotcha. Bank today, the moment you type that hyperlink, it's going to show you the chart of Zenit Bank. It's going to show you the current price. And, and from there, you can just uh, seamlessly navigate from screen to screen. Something else we also have is if uh, if someone like you kind of was in the group and you had admin rights, and maybe you were talking about uh, stock recommendations or suggestions, it is structured such that there will be a special tab for all those conversations on what you've analyzed and people can just quickly go there and see what um, what recommendations you've made and why you've made those recommendations and from there have links to different uh, resources you, you've highlighted. So we've created it so that it's just a more natural place for financial conversations and over time we've been to add more tools that make it, it's just a bit more natural. Gotcha. So, quick DM for you. Um, um, 
or Sage. Someone is asking, is this like a normal app? If I want to pay, do I go to Cardinal Stone or do I pay to the app? Someone wants to find out. That's DG. Wants to, if I want to buy shares, how, how does that work? So, um, so the app has an interface for collecting payments, but those payments go to Cardinal Stone. So you don't have to make a payment to Cardinal Stone on maybe their website or anything. You make a payment in the app, but they hold the form. So the form, uh, again, you have to go through KYC before the account is open. So all those documents go to them and then they open the brokerage account. And then if you were to make a payment, like the payment is instantaneous after the account is active. Mm -hmm. You have virtual accounts, so you can make the card payments. It's shown in your wallet, but the funds are held by Cardinal Stone. And the, the, all the brokerage transactions are managed by them. But because we've created an interface that makes all that easy, all that is transparent to you. So you make a deposit now in two minutes, you can see those forms in your wallet. You can make withdrawals. Withdrawals are immediate as well. Mm. But um, yeah, but the funding process is uh, made quite a lot of effort to make it as painless as possible. Gotcha. And a follow-up is asking that, so I can, can I use this app without investing? If I just want to use this app to track, to be on the lounge, is it possible without actually buying and selling on it? Oh yes, definitely. So most of our users, if you, just to give a, a context, when we created it, we wanted it to be, it wasn't created as an investment app. It was mainly for information. So probably about 95% of our users are users of Drove, Shaka, other um, platforms who yeah. don't actually trade on your chat. Okay. But because they, they like these tools, they come back and they have the conversations on the lounge, uh, they, they use for tracking their stocks. So yes, um, quick answer to your question is, yeah, you can, if you want to view stocks for charts for all US stocks, any of it, over 6,000 US stocks, you can see all the charts. And it's far more detailed than what you find with any other app in Nigeria at the moment, because our focus has always been providing information and building a community of investors. So yeah, you don't need to have a brokerage account. In fact, you don't even need to have an account with your chat to use 80% of the features. Gotcha. So if you wanted to track, now you need to create an email account because we need to have uh, a way to know your details in case you delete the app and reinstall it so you can retrieve your information back. Okay, let me just make the just to reset the room again, guys. So we're talking investing, tracking your your purchases, tracking your portfolio. Because if you don't track your portfolio, you don't know if you're making a loss or a profit. You don't know how well each sector in your portfolio is doing. We're talking with Yocha uh, or Sage from Yocha Apps. He's given us a lot of information here. It's really like you said. Most of your users are guys that come from the existing Nigerian apps you have, the passphotos, the trackers, the bamboos. But lots of cool features on the Yocha app that you can use even without being a quote paying uh, member. So if you want to ask a question, you can send me a DM, send Obi, the co-host, a DM. If you want to speak, just go ahead and request. Either Obi or myself will add you, and then we can make you speak. And you can talk about anything investment, guys. And we always talk investments on, on, on Saturdays. I mean, it's just to close out the week and see what's going to happen uh, in the week. Osaka, you personally, right, I, I know you are... 
does this where, where, where are you investing let me just ask you that question where, where do you think it's good right now if, if you were a guy I mean there's inflation happening there's Russia happening where do you think is a good place for a guy to pack money nowadays okay first the normal disclaimer is by no means recommendations uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, so for me by so I'm based in the UK uh, I invest in the UK and the US markets mm -hmm. and in Nigerian markets so my, my my strategy is a bit of a simple one I believe strongly in dividend investment because it's less hassle it's less heading and so I just tend to look for companies that have relatively high dividend yields and are consistent and I invest in them now in the last few months obviously because the market see as an opportunity to to invest in all uh, a lot of companies that, that have basically gone down but they still have very good value because it's almost like getting out the market right yeah so for me right now it's primarily tech stocks in the u.s and then it's just the high high uh, yield stocks that i invested in, uh, in the nigerian market and the Nigerian market, I, I, I feel a lot of people talk how talk about how bad Nigeria is, but the truth is that I think personally, right, that the types of opportunities you have in Nigeria, in some cases, it's a bit like crypto gains. You have some really, really crazy gains. So I'm looking at future now, yesterday gain of some companies is like three, 300%. Like which company? You know, That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. That's that's the problem with some of the low uh, cap ones like Academy. But companies like DPS, if you put a sell order, it happens immediately. Mm. Or Weber Bank or, or Presto. So it's only the ones like Academy. That said, I still got a return of about 150% on our Academy. And I eventually sold. So I don't, it's true that it, obviously the value of Naira is, is terrible and, and um, inflation, but then we are getting those types of returns and you have to pay 10% dividend yield. Yeah. You're investing it. It's, it's better than just putting it in your savings. Yeah, I, 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 I was saying, wow, when you said you're buying uh, the tech guys. So for you, are you buying your quote unquote buying the dip long term? You feel that tech stocks have been overbeaten, is that it? Yeah. I think Apple continues to deliver value, right? And they've shown that over and over again. But then the, the prices, the whole market has gone down a lot of time. Yeah. So, so for me, I see it like, and I think, I think time in market is far more important. So when I buy That's true. some of the stocks, it's just with the goal of, okay, it's not as if I want to sell it tomorrow. In another two years, this company just keeps. If you look at the trajectory, it keeps going up, right? Correct. As long as you don't panic sell, and you have that patience, eventually it goes up. So if you're buying now, when it seems like a value, of course, by doing your due diligence.
ingredients, right? So it's not like, okay, let me just go and buy everything, put all my money in one place. There's also the, the goal of spreading the risk as well. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I mean, I'm going to share the heat map for the U.S. markets right now. I'm going to share the heat map, what's happening in the U.S. markets for 2022. I'm going to share it just so folks can follow uh, the discussion. Let me just do that real quick. So when we're talking, we can see. But I mean, it's, it's, a, it's quote unquote a crazy market out there. If you look at what's going on with Apple is down 15%. Google is down 22%, Amazon down 30, Tesla down 28, Microsoft down 18. As a matter of fact, all sectors in the in, in the world apart from energy are down for 2022. Not just tech the tech, but everyone is down. It's it's a hard great red market. So I mean you have to take the view like you rightly said what has been the performance over 10 years? I just tweeted that top over, guys. In the last 10 years, right, what sector has gone up and has beaten inflation? This is the US markets now, it's equities. So 10 years, the best performing asset class in the entire world by ETF, if we look at ETF performance, that's the VTI, which is US equities. Then we have the VNX, is it VNX? US real estate. So over time, even if you look at from 1896 till date, go back 15 years to date, go back 30 years to date, US stock market, the trend is up. It's up, down, up, down, up, down, but it's higher highs, not lower lows in the long term. So I'm just saying, maybe is it like you're saying, is it a good time to pick up the stock if your long, if your objective is long term? You might be onto something. Again, it's not advice. But if I was a long-term guy, I don't care about the markets being down. I want the markets to be down so that I can buy a good stock at a discount to its intrinsic value. That's what I'm looking for. I want to buy a good stock at a discount to its intrinsic value. Not all dips are dips. Some are just real corrections to take into effect the fall in the earnings. But if it's dipping... I really want to get it, uh, get, get it. But I have a question for you, Osage, and I have Carl here. Carl, I'll take you next. But Osage, it's a good question here. Someone is asking if I buy from you guys, what are the total costs? I mean, if you have that figure, I, what is regulatory? What are the fees to buy uh, via the app? He says it's paying about 15%. 15% is high. Yes, man, 15% is too high. I mean, if we take it with the regulatory, right? Yeah, that's high. I mean, either he's making an error or that is that is that that's too that's high. Huge. Yeah, but do you have I your own figure? Yeah. Did you have yours? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so basically, it's about so the brokerage fee is one percent. Yeah, one percent. But by the time you add um, all the like the VAT from SEC and the SEC fees, it comes to about one point six. Yeah. 1.7%. Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I mean, S man, talk to your brokers. I mean, just fifteen percent is crazy. I don't know what they're charging I'm you. Sure it's one, I'm sure it's probably 1.5%. Yeah. He says he says fifteen percent. He's asking me is fifteen percent is high. I mean, S man, send me a DM. Just reply. Is it fifteen percent or one point five? But I mean, the average would be below two, right, and all that. But not clear enough. Yeah. Maybe you missed out a dot on there, right? So yeah. So I've got Carl. Carl, how are you doing? Thanks for waiting. Do you want to, do you want to say a word? Go, go for it. Hey, guys. Uh, um, this is Carl. Uh, I'm a 
the first time I'm joining this class. Really? Class. First time? <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, yeah, first time. Yeah. Thank you, sir. But I'm seeing, I, started, I think I started following you, Carlo, like, in a couple of months back. How about? Uh, Breaking up a bit just now, you went to the matrix. <laughs> Carl, you, you, you're, you're in the matrix. You're in the matrix. Yeah, Carl, super great comment. I, I was going to ask you your top three picks uh, from, from the growth side. What top three? Um, opportunities out there you are looking at do you want to share that it's not advice just want to take your pick yours what are the three things you're looking at no worries <laughs> so no one on my list is teledog okay the teledog. medicine platform right? so i believe oh man matrix again so I got Teledoc, Kyle, give me give me the other two before we lose you. 
I think we've lost Carl. He, he, he was able to drop Kelly Dock. I think we lost him. I think Carl works in the medical field. So that's very, very interesting. I know Tele Doc. Uh, I think what they do is it's um remote, I don't know what's the word now. Doctors can tell you you go they they manage doctors, internet, meeting rooms, so you can actually do um consultations online or something like that. I think that's what they do. I'll, I'll Google it right now and share that out. Yeah, but I think T-E-L-E-D-O-C. T-E-L-E-D-O-C, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what right now, guys? Think, think about this. The money that's going to be made when this recession is over—it's not a recession yet. I apologize. Not yet a recession, but the folks that are going to make money are the folks that are buying when the market is down. That's just the, the honest truth, right? If you buy gala every day, do you want the price to go up or do you want the price to come down? You want the price to come down because you are a buyer. But if you are already in the market, you want that market to go up, right? That's the whole idea. That's what we're talking about. So, so I, that's just my, my, my sense of it, of what's going on. If you buy now, sorry, not advice. Let me cut yet. Not advice. It is not advice. Keep that in mind, please. Not advice. But when you are buying at a down market, then you are essentially buying at the low price part of the market and then you're then saying that when the market goes back up you are at a good place especially if you are buying a good company at a price below the intrinsic value that's my caveat right there you, did you pull up teledoc yeah you're sure can you hear me okay i'll get it but i have a question for you so someone is asking on the yocha app would I be would I be able to move my crypto from from to the app for investment? So he's basically asking, do you guys do crypto in in um Yocha? That's what he's asking. No, we don't uh, at this time. Not at this time. So that's the answer for you right there. Okay, I have some other DMs coming through. So he said 1.5. That's the fee. Let me just try and read other DM. Okay, he's saying so I can buy all. Nigerian stocks asking, I can buy all Nigerian stocks via Yocha. Like I can buy the MTN and all that via Yocha. That's yeah, what it's yeah, correct. yeah, that is good. Yeah. Okay. And what about bonds? I think that's what he's asking. He's asking if he can buy. I think this is his start. Can I buy savings bond, the federal government of Nigeria savings bond? That's what he's asking. Can he get that as well through you guys? You guys do fixed income or it's just equities? It's just equities for now. Just equities for now. Excellent. Good job. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I mean, let me just take you back on what you talked about, that you are investing in tech, right? Is it because you know tech or do you think tech is going to really go back to where it was pre-COVID? Right now, tech has lost all the gains, all the gains from, the, from, from COVID. Everything is down. We all the big, the Zooms and the Palantons are not just down, they are falling like a, like a, like a stone, right? But tech has lost all the COVID-19 gains. So are you buying tech because you still feel that tech is there forever? Or is that tech is, has an opportunity now as the price has gone down? Why are you still in tech? So for me, it's because they, um, again, this is not advice, right? The, the way I always think tech, right, is that it drives a lot of, Basically, life is driven by technology. Mm -hmm. You think about Apple, for instance. 
Long-term guy, and for you, there's an opportunity for you to maybe average out your cost, right? That's what I hear you oh, say. Yeah. So okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. And, and to all the young people, just to quickly add this, to all the young people here, if you're in your twenties, I'll just tell you, don't overthink this thing. I, I wish I someone told me about this when I was in my twenties, right? If you if you just have the regular way to to put aside some money and just regularly invest with a long-term goal. If you think about it, this is how pensions work, right? How does the government afford to keep paying people who have stopped working? It's your money that they've kept away all this time. So it's just a, a very cool, the stock market and investing is a very cool way to build wealth. Yeah. If you have the patience, you don't panic, just keep putting something into it, reinvest the dividends, and at 45, you, you literally have a million. I mean, also again, you're, you're not saying it loud enough, right? I mean, people are listening to us that may be young. The biggest advantage you have is that time, like Osage is saying, it's time. It, don't do this. Don't, don't waste your time, all this. I want to buy, sell. I want to elect. Just, just pick an amount. Put that amount away every month. VTI. I mean, when I was, when I was starting, there was no VTI ETF. You couldn't buy a U.S. mutual fund. You could only buy Nigerian stocks from Nigeria. Now you can sit in Taraba and buy Tesla. You can sit in Lagos and buy whatever. So you don't have any excuse. $20. You invest $20 in, a, in an ETF like the VTI. You have shares in 5,000 companies. Tesla, Microsoft, Alibaba, um, Heksha, what am I saying? Berkshire Hathaway. So you really have no excuse, guys, to go out and invest. Take your money, save 5%, save 10%. You are a young guy, buy equities, 
reinvest your dividends, forget about it. Leave all this market is going up, market is coming down. Leave it for 10 years, just ignore it. ETF, low cost. I use VTI all the time because it's Vanguard, it's cheap. It's not sexy, it's boring investing. You put money in, you reinvest it, leave it alone for 10 years and come back. If, someone, 10 years, if, I, did, if I did this when I was growing up, I would have been richer than I am right now, right? Amen. But Osaga, I have a question for you. Great question from a guy here. He's asking, right? If there is there a way to track sales? If I buy, for instance, let's say Interbrew, and I sell it, is there a way for me to track the profit I made on that sale and in my portfolio? Microsoft, when they had it, if I bought and sold, it will tell me what I made on that sale and what my portfolio's return on investment, i.e. my purchases, vis-a-vis -vis my sales. It told me that. Do you guys have that? Unfortunately not. Uh, it's something we've thought about. There are just some complexities in, in, um, in how to implement that. Mm -hmm. so it's something we have thought about because one thing we try to do is to make Again, the app really, really simple to yeah. use. So like, it's, it's a bit of a trade-off because the question that app comes is, okay, if it's been sold, you're now, you're now creating like an infinite time scale. Like, okay, I've sold it, the amount is there. And then the next thing is, am I going to buy something with some of that money? How much of it am I using to buy another stock? So again, it's a bit uh, complicated. Okay, he's doing a follow-up. He's asking about your referral program. He says he has referred close to 10 people to Yocha and is wondering if you have plans to introduce referrals into the future. So good question there again on referrals. Do you guys have a referral plan for someone like him? What can he do? I know you have a 10, so maybe you can explain to him. copy his mail and I'm going to send you a, ch a chat right now but like you said if you guys want to ask any questions or you have a technical question please just send them a DM but I've sent you the gentleman's uh, contact uh, via DM so you can follow up with him uh, maybe privately outside and then see what you do right so I have a question here okay how does how does the one wait let me see so he's asking basically, how can you trade to your chest? I can so Stan, what, 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 what we're saying is that Osage is explaining that you can actually have your own trading apps or you can trade on your chart. But when you trade, you can go to the track it and then impute what you have bought on the your chart. And it will then give you all those, your average costing, your performance for that particular trade tracker, right? 
Then your second question you are asking is there a way I can set auto reinvestment of dividends on your chart? I think you should take that aside. Do you have that feature for yeah. auto? So this is this is one of the the, the things that frustrate me the most about about the Nigerian stock market. Mm -hmm. So the challenge we have, we don't have that feature. Now the challenge is that the reinvestment should actually there are a lot of parties that need to be in on it. So the way the Nigerian stock works right now is you have the registrars who are paying the dividends. So there's really no uh, no formal way to to ask for dividends to be reinvested. Now you could have it in, in some apps that have uh, custodian accounts. But of course, the, the difference is that with a custodian account, you don't really own the shares. So basically, you have uh, maybe a, a big company is collecting a lot of funds from different people, and they're the ones buying the shares. But then in your portal, you can see how much shares you have from that big pot. So they can do dividend reinvestment. But if you if you have a normal brokerage account in Nigeria at the moment, it's, it's moving, and this is something we're trying to work with uh, uh, our brokerage partners to see. I mean, because that automatic investment is where the magic is. But the moment they pay you your dividends, your bank account, you now have the process of transferring back your brokerage account. And they now remember to buy. In a lot of cases, people just drop the dividend and then forget that there's no there's no investment. This is for Nigerian stocks, by the way. So um, we don't have that unfortunately, and, and we're handicapped because the system doesn't really support it yet. You're right. And again, just to purchase what you said, I mean one of the joys of investing in the US markets or US apps, right, is like this dividend reinvesting because like you said once you don't see the dividends and it just does it automatically in the background it actually helps you sometimes i see a dividend or my the app i used to send me a dividend hey, because you own this we're going to pay you this dollar amount i'm like yes i've got dollars then the next time you've already invested it i'm like damn you know but i wanted to spend it but they do it automatically so i don't even see it and my portfolio just keeps on growing they are they have dividend reinvestment plans in companies in america sorry in the west right so they're called drips so you can sign up for a drip plan and the company will automatically buy you shares with your dividends so these are things that i think nigeria has to sort of implement easy way for folks to just get their dividends so it now goes to the banks but why can't you just go to the banks and then you can tell the bank this is my app i want to use and they can automatically buy it I got my MTN dividends. I tried to do it. I actually called the guys and I said, this has been paid. Can you guys automatically buy them? Like, no, you have to take it, give you, give you a check and do it. So unfortunately, um, Stan, we don't have that feature. It's a Nigerian systematic thing. It's not um, an app thing there. Then he's asking a tech question. Anthony, that's going to be for you. He's asking, what about folks that bought Sky Bank and it's now Polaris? You can't sell your shares. Anything to do with shares, right? go and um, go to the registrars. So if you bought a company or you hold a share for the bank that the bank has failed, so no longer in existence, go to the registrars, take two forms of ID. They will give you the best way. Either they have converted your shares from Skybank to Polaris or whatever, but your registrars are going to be the best place for you to get any information ongoing 
uh, on those. So thanks, Ben, for the comments. So Carl just came back and he said he was driving and all that. So let me give you his top picks, right? He picks Teledoc, then he picked Snowflake, interesting. Then he picked MongoDB. So I know Snowflake, I know Teledoc, I don't know MongoDB. I'm going to try to look at it in my track and see what's going on with that stuff. But those are his picks. Yeah. Yeah, Mongo, let me look. MongoDB, that's a database company, so that's a tech company. Yeah, DB. Let me take a peek at what that guy is doing. It's down. I mean, the price is down. Let me look at what I always go straight and look at. What's the PE? Jesus H. The PE, the Ford PE is 1,000. 656. So this stock is seriously overvalued. What's the price right now? The market cap is 16 billion. Small company, tiny company. They have they pay no dividends. So if you are buying this company, you are basically buying this company to sell it tomorrow, right? You're buying to trade. No dividends paid. It's very expensive. But look at the earnings per share next year, looking at 140%. That's what they're estimating. Sales are up on this company. Ah, this is, I mean, uh, it's down to 57%. Man, this is, this is, it's, it's a short, it's a play if you are a trader. That's what I would say. It's about $250 or so, I believe, the price. So it's, if, you're, if you're a trader, yeah, this is a, it's a play for you. But man, it's expensive. 1656, which means at this price, it's trading at, it's trading at 1600 56 times its earnings. So if you bought this company and you didn't get any dividends, it would take you 1,600 years to get your money back. That's, that's, that's what the PE means, man. I mean, Carl is, Carl, Carl is a big boy. He can handle it. And then he was about Snowflake. Yeah. I think Snowflake was down. That's one of the, that was one of the, um, the companies that did very well uh, during the pandemic. Let me see if I can pull it up. Snow. Snowflake. What's the ticker for it? Snowflake. I think it's snow. S-N-O-W. I see it. Yeah. So let's take a peek at Snowflake real quick. Again, the price is down 129. The forward PEs, this is like, these are expensive stocks. It's 342. So essentially the price just went up. Boom. You know, and now it's coming back down. But it hasn't come down enough because I mean, yeah. It's a tiny company, not a tiny company per se, 1.2 billion in sales. Market cap is just 42 billion, right? They don't pay a dividend. They don't pay any dividends, so they have no dividend yield. Any special next year, 129. This year has been a bit rough for them. PE, like I said, 342. Price to book is $7.95. Compared to price to book at 7.952. The actual market price that gives you that huge premium that they are asking you to pay for the benefit of owning their stock. Sales are up, we get that, but still, man, this is an expensive stock. So it's again, it's a trading play. If you're buying this, you're looking at it going up. Return on investment is negative 14. Return on equities negative 13. Again, this looks like a like a play if you want to trade and you believe that the market will still reward this company. Uh, with sales, that's the whole idea. This company has got to sell more for that price to stick. Quarter to quarter sales up a hundred percent. So maybe that's what the market is looking at. Any per share up thirty five percent quarter to quarter. But still, 
personally for no dividends yields for tech stock i will pass it for now for now this is just me and we're not giving advice but this is just what, what i think right like, did you pull it up did you have any take on this guy at all yeah For me, it seems it seems very scary, and I do know MongoDB because it's a tech company, and yeah. it's relatively new. I know that they they're getting quite a lot of growth, but then you're right that maybe there was a lot of excitement in the beginning, and and that's probably why it's overpriced. And yeah. I mean, it's a it's a high pro, it's high price. The market it, it's high growth, right? So the PE itself is yeah. it, we, we have to compare in that sector. In that sector, there are high PE stocks. So if you compare, yeah, 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 sector to sector, they are okay in that sector with having that high PE. So when you see these tech stocks, when the U.S. Federal Reserve starts to raise rates, because these growth companies require capital to grow, then it starts to affect them. So if you discount their future earnings back to today, then of course, this is not really a dip. It's a correction of the price because rates are going higher. That's essentially what's happened with all these tech uh, stocks. They are really extended and they really spend a lot of money. So US interest rates going up will have a negative effect on them. Not all, but on them. Look at a company like Microsoft. That company is, you know, it's also in tech but very diversified, where they make their money from, you know, software, from products they're buying, Blizzard. So very, very diversified uh, company, very, very well managed. So, I mean, I like that kind of tech company, right? Um, I'm just pulling it up, look at the numbers, just so we can compare Microsoft. I think it's MSFT, yeah, MSFT, that's Microsoft. If you, I mean, let's just look at Microsoft's numbers, just so we can compare, we can get an, a sense of when we look at the PE and all that, right? So Microsoft forward PE is 25. You can compare to the 1,600. So the forward PE for Microsoft, 25. That's, that's a bit, you know, it's near where we are. Look at the sales for Microsoft, 192 billion. 192 billion. Microsoft pays a dividend, not a lot. They pay $2. The dividend yield is negligible, about 0.91%. But at least they, at least they, they pay something, right? Any sales, sales growth, mm, this is where they now start to flutter, just 18% quarter to quarter, right? Earnings growth, just 9% quarter to quarter. But look at their return on investments, 28%. Look at their return on equity, 47%. So you compare these numbers with the other guys that are also in tech, right? And you can argue, is Microsoft a tech growth or tech value? You can make that determination on your own but that just tells you when you compare even in that sector you then get to see different numbers for different folks lastly i let us look at apple because apple is the biggest company in america biggest tech stock let's look at their numbers just to compare and to see where we are with those numbers the forward pe for apple 22.81 so when we so it's 22.81 look at their sales get ready 386 billion, 386 billion. And sales growth, 8%, earnings growth, 9%. But look at their return on investment. Are you sitting down? Or like you sit down, are you sitting down? 
their return on <laughs> their return investment is 50% for Apple. The return on equity 152%. Apple also pays a dividend. It's negligible at 0.61. But when you look at an Apple that is has 152% return on equity and it is still a massive company, right? With a Ford PE of 22. You don't wonder why would I go buy a company that is growing that fast, has this high PE, pays no dividends, and has a negative return on equity. So the, the, the numbers then start to make, okay, maybe these guys are, were just overextended or they grew too fast during the COVID and now they are coming back. But I mean, Apple, Microsoft, yeah, these guys, I mean, look at what they are saying, they, they are saying yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, for me, those like companies like Apple and Microsoft, they are they are in one way they are like utility companies, right? Yeah. Because they, but then it's tech companies that are growing, especially Apple. Like I feel the type of ecosystem they have and the upgrades for their products that just makes it. And, and like I said, they're expanding into other areas, right? Yeah. Other areas that will be new revenue streams. That do not exist yet. Like the band they've done on advertising and, and privacy. So, for me, those are the types of companies that they have good growth, but they're also very stable. So, that's, that's why I, it's one of the companies I'm very much interested in. I mean, Apple, Apple, if you drill down Apple to the fundamentals, Apple is selling phones. Apple is a phone company. That's what they do. They are selling phones. All that profit you see is phones. But what really Apple sells is that name, Apple. So people look at Apple. Yeah. The, the, the phones from China, because Apple makes their phones in China. The phones that come from China are carbon copies of Apple's. But they cannot sell those phones from China at the price that Apple sells their phones. Because people are paying premium to own an Apple. People physically line up when a new Apple phone comes out. They line up outside Apple offices to buy an Apple. It's the same exact phone you can get from China at 10% of the price. But nobody's going to go and buy that Chinese phone. They want to buy an Apple phone. So Apple is selling that name. Yeah, that name, Apple. I mean, Apple brought out, what was that in a tracker, a, a pod tracker last year? And the margins of those things are like... I bought, that tra I bought that pod tracker online for about $10. But Apple comes out, is selling that stuff for like $50, and they are making more money selling that pod from that many companies are making, right? So if Apple brings out Apple cutlery, Apple spoon, fork, and knife, they'll sell it for maybe... $25 and people are going to buy it. I'm using an Apple fork at home and they're going to you know, make a lot of sales. That's what Apple does, you know? So they build that brand so that whatever, they, they don't invent anything. Go online and Google. Apple doesn't really invent anything. They don't they didn't invent the phone or the iPad or the Audi i, whatever, but they make it better. They market it. It's seamless and they, you know, they put it in this ecosystem and they've also understood that we have a platform. So if you want to sell on our platform, you pay us. Look at the lawsuit that they're having with uh, the folks that make the video games. You're on their video games. Even if you have secondary sales, Apple wants 30%. You can argue if it's, yeah. So, I mean, you sell, but they want 30%. So, yeah, I mean, 
I, I, I hope there's no one waiting to have been looking at numbers too much. And Obi, thanks for hanging in there to call us to order if we get too deep into investments. Yeah. Yeah. So Oshin says Tim Cook is a great salesman. I agree with you. <laughs> PE was over a thousand before, now less than a hundred. Let's, let's look at Tesla. So Oshin is talking about Tesla. Oshin, let's take a look at Tesla. I mean, Tesla is another company that I wanted to buy. But I saw the PE a long time ago at a thousand. I said, "Man, really a thousand? But I like I like Tim. I like sorry. I like Elon. I like what they are doing. But it was so expensive. Let's look at Tesla. Oh my God! Forward PE is just forty-seven. This company stock has really come down. So the Ford PE is now just forty-seven. I could be tempted, right? Look at the let's look at their sales numbers." Sales quarter on quarter, oh my God, 640% growth in earnings, 640% growth in earnings. Sales, 80% growth in earnings on sales. Their return on investments is not bad, 15%. Return on equity, again, not bad. Return on equity is not bad at 28%, but they pay no dividends. In this case, let me just explain something to you guys. We like dividends, right? But when a company pays dividends, remember, it is saying that it doesn't have a better use for the money. If Elon Musk does not pay dividends, it's because Elon is taking his dividends to invest in Tesla Berlin, Tesla China, and Tesla Austin that will make more money for the shareholders. So it's not a bad thing not to pay dividends. We just like dividends. Let me just make that point across to you guys. I mean, and how you then compare is that if a company does not pay you dividends, then look at their return on equity. What are they doing with that equity they have retained? If the company is not paying you dividends, but then the interest rate in the bank is higher than the company's return on equity, then the company is just wasting that money they're retaining. They should actually give it out to you. So your return to, you know, on equity is how you want to use to compare that if that company retaining that dividend is doing better in Tesla's case, twenty-eight percent, which means that are doing a that means they had an inflation and all that. So we can forgive Tesla and, and all those companies. Yeah, Oshin is saying margins would be great. Me personally, if you look at Tesla, the market cap of Tesla is more than the the next ten car companies put together: Benz, Toyota, Honda. If you combine them together, the market cap is higher for Tesla. But sales for those other cars is higher. The market is saying that Tesla is the future. The market is saying that Tesla in 10 years is going to eat up all those car companies. That's what the market is saying. Let me explain to you what Tesla is doing. All these Berlin factories they are building in Berlin, in Austin, in China, they are building what you call scale. Over time, Tesla can make an electric car cheaper than everybody. Tesla is end-to-end. -end. They make their batteries, they make their cars, they make everything. They have a gigafactory in Nevada for batteries and all that, end-to-end. -end. So they can make their cars cheaper, cheaper than anyone. Right now, you can see their margins are lower or higher, but long-term, the market looks long-term. Long-term, Tesla's cars the cost of making a Tesla car is going to be cheaper. For you to build an electronic car company, you have to start from scratch. 
That's what Volkswagen found out, right? You just can't take go to yeah. a factory and just plug and play and build electric cars. You have to start from scratch. So Tesla is building a monster that will be difficult to follow. Obi has a few questions. Obi, how are you doing? Welcome. Hi, hello. How's it going? Yes, we can. Sorry, we go. We got sucked into the investments. I, I am or um, or sorry. Sorry. Okay, so my question. Um, I'm actually just curious. I I have I have two strong spot working fibers that I use, and uh, one of them actually gives me a, a weekly a weekly analysis of how my portfolio is doing. But the other one, I don't even have a view of it. But yes, I've been using the Excel spreadsheets like um, you know a couple of people have been doing as well most people do as well so your chat is really like a game changer because it helps to give you um all your portfolios in one place even though i also have the CSE and i'm i subscribe to CSCS platform there's a they have an online platform where you can integrate all the different stock working firms or every every uh, shares you have into their platform and then you pay for it you pay for it i think maybe every two three years or three years i'm not sure thereabouts but anyway so i just wanted to find out uh, is this free um the subscription is it free? Uh, are people just sign up and uh, continue to use it? What's the what is the are different levels to the usage? So if you have to get access to certain features, for example, you then have to be um, a, a token or a subscription fee. So, so right now, um, everything on your chat is free. If you open a brokerage account and you're going to trade, you have to pay. Brokerage um, fees and all of that, but in terms of most of the features we've spoken about today, um, there's no charge for the application. So it's like you get a three portfolios. You you have a maximum of um, thirty stocks you can have in your feed. to tools that make it easy for you to know what's happening in the market. 
Now, eventually, maybe we'll get to a state where people will want more complex charts, and maybe they want technical analysis and all of that. And then maybe if we go to that state, we could start creating premium features. But for now, we really don't have to do that. I requested to talk on this. Okay, I'm going to request it. Can you hold up, please? I don't, I don't think I hear you. Please, can you hold up, please? Okay. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so thank you. Um, I think you've answered the next question. I, I was going to ask if there's a maximum number of stocks you can add. I think you said 30. Yeah, okay. So on the tracker, so on the tracker, there's no maximum. Uh, okay. It's only on the heat map that you have. Okay, then to yeah. Yeah, but okay. contractor you will add more than two hundred. Yeah. Okay. okay. So the one that works so when you um when users for the platform, what would you see are the most important metrics that they should um, look out for? Okay, I'm asking you a question. No, no, not you, Russia, not you. Please, oh, Sure. 
Bashir, can you hear me? If you can hear me, please unmute your mic and go ahead with your question or comment. He's still there. Maybe he's trying to log in. Um, I do have some questions, but I will give a second for Bash and all that. All right, super. So, I mean, we, we, Osage, believe it or not, we spent about an hour, 35 minutes here already, right? I just noticed that. Hour, <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're, near, we're nearly winding down. To, to, so, today's, today's also Champions League and all that. So, we, we do get it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, people, yeah, yeah. So 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 so, Carl, Carl, thanks for so sending that back to us. Really, really do appreciate it uh, and all that. So someone is also asking me, yeah, okay, this is about the uh, dollar money market. Yeah, that's the FCMB dollar money market. So I've sent that message to them, and I have a gentleman here. He says he's a student. He wants me to market his disinfectant. So Toby. If you have a flyer, right, or what you do, send it to me, I'll forward it. But only if, just send it to me, I'll forward it. Yeah. So um, let's go back to the discussion. So, so it, Osaka, in terms of Nigeria, right, in terms of investing in Nigeria, do you guys, are you looking at anything to do now with, say, the second tier folks? These are not the guys that are listed. Is there any intention to do something else for the Nigerian space? Even if it's say with cooperatives or savings or to do this under underserved segment, the second tier for a market of the Nigerian stock exchange, is there any indication that you guys might look there, or is just to push too far in terms of regulation and all that for you guys? Yeah, for now it's it's not in, in view right now. Okay, let me let me rephrase that. These are things we've thought about, but as you'll have noticed, right, we have quite a lot of lot of factors and things, challenges to overcome at different levels uh, from a technology point of view. Because once like easy access, one of the challenges we face is like availability of APIs that would make it easy to pull information, yeah. that make it easy to trade. So until we go past some of those hurdles. Mm. It's difficult to include them in the platform. So something like dividends, for instance, like we do have comprehensive dividend information, but most of it is is, is pulled manually from different sources, which you can imagine is a painful process. Whereas we did the same thing for US stocks. It's it's just there. You you have APIs, make a payment to the data provider, and you have access, uninterrupted access. So I think that the challenges we we face in the Nigerian space. Yeah, let me let me also ask you also a question. Is it some? It, how hard would it be to build an app or interface where if I use Yocha, right, I could connect my dividends to that app, and then the dividends could be automatically bought? Like I'm saying, how hard is it to build a drip? How hard? I mean, if I get dividends, it goes to the bank. Then I can tell the bank to buy doing it on my app to the interfaces. I'm looking at just the interface on my end, but the bank end is going to the bank and the bank is writing to the stockbroker and the stockbroker is buying it back. Is this something that is feasible really for us to pursue? I like I think tech doing that.
parties you have to speak to for this to happen. Mm. Because the moment you provide a feature, users expect it to just be available across board. So if you were to do something like that for MTA, let's say you, you spoke to everyone in the pipeline so that this happens in We will come to your platform and it's not happening to send it back. You're going to get so many one-star reviews. Because <laughs> yes. even though you're providing something, it's, it's not complete as far as they go to help. And you have so many registrars. So this would normally should happen at the registrar level. Mm. But if you think about it, we have, what, 15 to 20 registrars. So it should now mean at least registrars. If you think about the dividend forms, for instance, the title to make that process so that it doesn't have to fill it. So every form, every registrar is completely different. So you can imagine just the forms are different. Now, if you want to provide a technology solution, you now have a situation where you have to connect different APIs, you have to do 20 different technologies. So those, those are the challenges. So technically, it's possible. But it's just the way they hope the space is structured. It's no. In some areas, there's no uniform way to do things, mm. and that just makes it complex and not practical. I hear you. So super point, super point. All right, so we're just going to start to wind down, guys. Uh, I mean, been here 45, talked about this great app uh, from Osage has built. I mean, I use it. I think it's wonderful, allowing us just to uh, more or less um, track what we're doing. This this first guy to basically sign in here was. Um, at DBC, but I think he he, he was off. So David, I want to apologize if, he, if I kept you waiting for long. And I, yeah, thanks for doing that. So let me just start to wind that wind this down, right? Osage. I mean, I personally think like I give you my story. I learned most of what I know at the very beginning from just interfacing with that bootlegged app that I bought years ago, even before I going to university. Most of the concepts you pick is just looking at the numbers. You see that, oh, if you do this, this happens. If you do that, this happens, right? So I am very, very particular about you tracking your, your transactions. If you are a trader, you need to track every trade. Why you did it, what happened. I, people actually keep journals because it, you want to go back and see what has worked for you. What was the price? What was the return when you did this? So it's always good to have a way to track what you are doing. Very, very important. Long-term investor, you want to know your historical costing to know if you're making a return investment right you want to get that down also even for tax purposes right if you are buying many shares you can say because if you buy and sell shares in the us you are going to be taxed on long-term gains and short-term gains you are taxed more if you sell your shares after a short time than if you hold your shares for a longer term so you want to say okay if i'm buying shares and i'm going to trade them they're going to be in bucket one so I can track my short-term exposure to the IRS. Bucket two is going to be my longer-term portfolio, which means I'm not going to sell them within one year. So these are practical uses you can use for that tracking, not just for you to buy and sell, also for the management side. And that's the point I want to bring out in today's space is that record-keeping is almost as important as you buying, selling, and trading. And I think we'll try to do that today, and I think it's worked out. So, Sabi, do you have any closing remarks you want to make? Obi, then I'm going to take Obi, and then we're just going to thank everyone uh, for tuning and listening. For a sec, let's have you go, right? Um, yeah, so I, I think the closing remark would be 
is to just say thank you to Excellent. Yeah. Nice one. Nice comments there. Obi, what's up? Do you want to say hi? You want to tell us what you're going to do later um, for your for your weekend and all? And then we can maybe try to copy you and, uh, you know, what what, what, you, what you got planned for Sunday and all, yeah? August already? Is it not? Is it August Sorry, meeting? <laughs> is it August meeting already that you're going for a meeting? Uh, August meeting is so far. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let anyone have people married 
is that the excuse? Okay, no worry. Tell him I said tell him I said hello, right? That one of these days we'll talk and I'll say hello. I, I do appreciate thank it. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kalu. Thank okay. you, everyone. Hope you have a good weekend and enjoy the rest of the um weekend please stay safe Tobe, i see you you're laughing right you can hear me today hallelujah <laughs> yeah we've got and so guys just to start it off where we, we we're bringing back Tobe. uh we're gonna have Tobe next week talking about we're gonna talk go through the, the second part of the book Tobe was assuming we could do the whole book it wasn't possible so we're gonna come back next week and we're gonna try to focus on say investing or what all our topics in the book Let's talk about my money, which is the book I, I wrote. Very, very good. So, I mean, it's, it's also time for us to see the facts behind the figures, why we wrote the book, why we wrote that chapter, and what lesson we're trying to pass along. So, Tobe and I are going to be here next week. So, do make a date. The first one was, was wonderful, right? So, just try and make sure you join as well. These this sessions are always saved on Twitter for 30 days, but always post on the podcast forever so once this is over i'm going to do the recording and post it up and then you have it all that remains for me to thank everyone that listened in oshin diron akogo shegu star lord izoma oji kolawole emmanuel you know all of you guys are tuned in i do appreciate um all of you for joining and staying so late with us on a saturday we know you had other things to do but you stayed with us so i appreciate you stan and all thank you so much so, guys, I'm going to shut down the space. All right, thanks. Thank, thank Osage for also being a great um, guest and for giving us all that insight. All right, guys, so we're going to shut it down. You guys, keep it safe. Keep it safe. Timing in the market is better than timing the market. So time in the market is better than timing the market. How long you stay affects uh, your returns, guys. I'll see you guys next week with Toby and shutting down the group in five, four, three, two.